Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, let's go. Let's talk about speed to wealth and success and mindset today. This is Kurt Mortensen, MaximizeYourInfluence.com podcast 294, and I'm recording this in Egypt, Cairo, Egypt. I'm near the airport this time, so Egypt's always a lot of fun. It's heating up a little bit, doing some seminars on how to 10x your influence. That might be a copyright infringement in the United States, but I didn't choose the title. They did, doing a five-day seminar from Charisma to Persuasive Presentations. The people here are hungry for personal development and improvement and persuasion. It is a lot of fun. A lot of work, enjoying it here, and always getting some interesting food. And it's always fun to get a cruise down the Nile. And just think of the history of this place. There's more history here than almost probably anywhere in the world. I mean, Cairo, Egypt, it was the hub in the past. It was the main spot. So a lot of history. Fun to see and really enjoying my time here. So a little housekeeping. Of course, the archive is available at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Also doing a YouTube video this week on the power of eyes and first impressions, some do's and don'ts. Also on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Maximize Your Influence. And if you're interested in Pinterest and Instagram, that is under Max Influence. All right. And final item, if you want to send me an email, MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Also a place to take your Persuasion IQ test to see where you rank. Might be better, might be worse. And of course, the free best-selling book, Maximum Influence, is available there. Just pick up a little shipping and handling. Let's kick it off with the Persuasion Blunder. Homer? Don't, don't, don't! Yeah, on a vacation a few weeks ago, sent to the store to get some soda. Diet Coke was on sale. I mean, really on sale. What a bargain. And I picked them up and... It was kind of a, it was still rectangular, but a little bit different shape than normal. But the the cans are getting skinnier, at least in the United States. It's kind of how they are around most of the world. We're used to those fat soda cans, and they're getting skinnier. And I picked up a couple 12 packs, and I got them to where we were staying. And there were only eight cans of Coke in this thing. You assume that there's 12. It looked like it was 12. It was packaged like there was 12. It was near all the other 12 packs, you know, the cardboard box they put it in, and they made it look like it was a 12-pack, and it wasn't, and I felt violated, and that blunder goes to Diet Coke, and I'm mad I'm not going to buy it again. Well, at least not for a while. It's not my drink, but other people drink it. But I was kind of like, wait a minute. I got taken advantage of here, and they're probably just laughing. Ah, sucker, you should have looked. You should have read the contents. You should have saw it's a little smaller than the others. That's probably true. But that's not a good way to get loyal fans. But that's happening a lot in the food industry. They call it JND, just noticeable difference. Kind of like the sun setting. You don't notice that it's going so slow, but it's happening. You don't notice that 1.9 ounces is different than 2 ounces. You know it's different, but you really can't tell looking at the box because of the packaging that you're getting a little less. Or my favorite example is those yogurt cups that are concave at the bottom. 
right? So there's less yogurt in the container. People are doing that. They don't want to charge more, so they take some out. They change ingredients a little bit less. Again, J&D, just noticeable difference is what's happening there. But when you notice, you get a little offended, and it could decrease loyalty and go to other brands, and that company might not even realize why. They're laughing in the back room. Ah, you bought eight cans instead of 12. Or we took out half of this ingredients, and they really didn't notice. People start to notice. Careful there. That's the blunder. Little upset. I mean, it's a minor thing, not a big deal. But still, I'm like, wait a minute. Not cool. That could hurt you and your product or service. And that is the blunder of the week. And that takes us to our geeky article. Go. This comes from the Journal of Biological Psychology. How too many choices can paralyze decision making. In fact, if you want to know more about choices, I did a guest interview with Ben Voyer back on Podcast 209. That's available in the archives at InfluenceUniversity.com. They found that people faced with more options, more than they consider. You know, they want to make a good decision, but they feel they can't because there's this thing they call the paralyzing paradox. Thomas Saltzman in the University of Buffalo did some research here and found that A combination of perceiving high stakes and low ability may contribute to deep-seated fear that one will inevitably make the wrong choice and that could stifle the decision-making process. So they feel that their ability is low and the stakes are high and it paralyzes people. I mean, think about the number of choices we have to make every day. They talk about searching online for a jacket. You're talking thousands of hits. You go to these streaming services, there's over 7,000 titles. You go to the online dating services, there's millions of subscribers. It's too much. People can't handle those choices. So it's kind of a paradox where people want to make choices. They feel the autonomy. But when there's too many, too complex, that paralyzes people. The research shows by eliminating options that do not meet their guidelines, so you're taking away options off the table, can help them with their confidence and their trust in you but it also makes it easier for them to make a decision. Because the deep dive here shows that choice overload is always associated with negative outcomes. And we've talked about this countless times on the show. The studies are in, it shows it. But if you could take away the choices, give them maybe two or three choices, let them choose, then the success rate is much higher. Now, if you're the expert, sometimes people just want to be told what to do. The old doctor analogy. You don't want the doctor to say, hey, you want to try this medication? You want to try this other medication? You want to try to exercise? You want to come back in two weeks and just wait and see what happens? No, they're the expert. There are situations when you're the expert, no, this is what you need to do. And people will accept that. But if they don't accept you as an expert, you're more of a peer, then a couple options, make it easy for them to choose, can go a long way, but be very careful. The thing is that the options are so obvious to us. Well, here are the 77 mutual funds. Well, here are the 16 features you need to take a look at. Here are the 27 because we see them every day. We're surrounded by those every day. They make perfect sense to our brain, but to your consumer, to your prospect, it's too much, and it shuts them down, as they call it, the paralyzing paradox. So options can be good. Just limit those. Make sure it's the right situation. Take away the options that do not apply to them. And let them choose, especially the personality. If you're influencing up, letting them make the decision. But again, if you're the expert, just tell them what to do. Because when you're the expert, there's very little persuasion resistance. 
So watch those options. I like them. It's a good thing. It's a great persuasion tool, but a lot of times people just vomit way too many options, and it has that paralyzing effect, and that's when you get, oh, think about it, send me more information, I'll call you later, need to talk to a spouse, need to talk to my partner. Yeah, most of the times those are lies because they're overwhelmed, the brain shuts down, too many options, they're not sure what to do. The brain's telling them, oh, no, you can't do that, you might make a bad choice, and you never see or hear from them again. Time for some viewer email. Oh, boy. Remember when I read your email, you get access to InfluenceUniversity.com for free. This is Anastasia from Moscow, Russia. Kurt, thank you for your podcast. Appreciate it from the other side of the world. My goal is to bring you to Russia. People are very hungry for personal development. They need to learn how to persuade and not use the old school, mean, manipulative approaches to persuasion. All right. I haven't been to Russia, so I'm not sure exactly what that means. I've seen studies out of Russia, but persuasion's universal. Same potatoes, just got to change the gravy. She goes on to say, I loved your podcast last week. It's what I needed to increase my success. I've always wondered what's taking so long. I got to take off the brakes. Once I take off those brakes, what can I do to speed up and increase my chances of success? All right, I call that speed to wealth. Last week, we talked about those brakes of success, driving around with the brakes on and first gear, wondering why you're not going very fast. But there are other things you can do to increase the speed to wealth. Remember, success is a notebook test. Wealth is a notebook test. Remember those tests in school? All the answers are there. There's no really great secret. I mean, it's actually pretty simple. You want to become a millionaire? Start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. Or fill in the blank, whatever you want to become. You want to be a best-selling author? You start doing and thinking what other successful authors do. There's a pretty simple formula here. And, but the problem is we are guilty of not spending time on mindset or that self-persuasion. And I'm guilty. I'm not saying I've always been this way. I used to go to the seminars, love seminars. You hear these successful people, these millionaires talk about vision and mindset and goal set and belief system. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Heard that before. Come on, give me the tools, man. Come on, give me the tools. And it wasn't happening for me until the day I realized those are the tools, the most important tools. That's why they're all talking about them, but everybody works on those last. Mindset is critical. It's your software. If your software and your computer is full of bugs and old antiquated programs and things that conflict, it's not going to work very well for you. Just like the software in your brain, same thing. You have to have the right software. So let's talk about the speed to wealth, the speed to success, and some things that'll help you out. One you're going to notice as you look at successful people is they have mentors and coaches. You take the greatest athletes of all time, they needed a coach because what they thought they were doing right or wrong is very different what they're doing right or wrong because they need someone to watch them. A mentor is what? A wise and trusted counselor. They give us perspective. They simplify the process. We all need these. Everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs a coach. That's just how it is. Warren Buffett, I love his story. He didn't want to go to college, and he finally did and took this class from Benjamin Graham, who wrote The Intelligent Investor. It was a best-selling stock market investing book. And, of course, if you don't know Warren Buffett, he's a billionaire in the stock market. But back then, he knew nothing. He went to Benjamin Graham, the best, and said, will you mentor me? He's like, no. Went away, came back, will you mentor me? No. And it took two, three times and some finagling. But finally, he said, all right, I'll mentor you. And, of course, the rest is history. If you want the speed 
to success, find someone else that's doing it. Don't take the slow route. Find a mentor. Find a coach. What is your weakest area? Can you read an autobiography? Can you just ask? And people will mentor you. They, they'll help you out. Sometimes you need to find a, a goal you have in common. Maybe you're going to help them with a charity or a project they're working on. They're going to help you with other things. Maybe there will be an investment. It just depends on the situation, what you need to learn. Or better yet, or also take a millionaire to lunch. Take a successful person to lunch. And you should pay for it. And those stuck in a poverty mindset are thinking, well, they should pay for it. They're the millionaire. No, no, no. If a millionaire is going to spend time with you at lunch, you should take them wherever they want to go because it's going to be well worth the investment. How did you get here? What did you do? What did you learn along the way? What is your advice for this? This is what I'm working on. What would you do? Wow. They've got to eat. And they're more than willing to do that for you. Do this all the time with successful salespeople. Someone wants to become better. I mean, have you taken the top producer to lunch? Have you spent some time with him? Well, no. And I talk to the top producer. They're more than willing to help. They just hardly ever get asked. You should have a mentor and coach. And here's the secret. You should always coach and be coached. I coach on persuasion and influence and persuasive presentation. That's my specialty. But I look at the weak areas of my life and I find a coach to coach me in those areas. Did you catch that? You should always be mentored or coached, and you should be always coaching other people in your area of expertise. Because I want to say, and I'm pulling this number out of the air, 100 times faster. When you have a mentor or coach to walk you through it, rather than figuring it out on your own or reading a book about it, it, makes all the difference in the world. I'd add to that, too, is your networks. You know over 100 people. They know 100 people. I mean, do the math. If you know 100, and that 100 knows 100, and that 100 knows 100, that's what, a million people that you have access to. Increase your networks. Millionaire successful people, they have a Rolodex. They don't have those anymore, but they have contacts, people that can make it happen. And they collect their names, their numbers, their emails, and they eat people. You can learn something from everyone. Even if you met the world's greatest failure, you can learn something. Find out what they did and do the opposite, <laughs> okay? Get new friends. You heard it before that if you take your 10 friends, average their income, that's your income. It's time for you to get better friends, bigger networks, and, and stay in touch with them. Don't just collect their names and emails. Stay in touch with them. LinkedIn, birthday notice, Facebook, email, phone call, send them a card. Whatever you need to do, stay in touch with these people because they know people who know people. When I needed testimonials for my first book, Maximum Influence, I wanted Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right? I just asked around and found somebody who knew somebody who worked in the office, was an executive assistant, got him to read the book, and got a testimonial. Wouldn't have happened without the network, and it's true for you. Everything you need, everything you need is somebody in your network. But the bigger the network, the faster it is, and the more people that can help you become more successful. And the final thing I'm going to add here is teams. Success is not a solo project. You achieve more with teams. One of my mentors, Mark Victor Hansen, he's the, one of the co-creators of Chicken Soup for the Soul, always put his two fingers together and says one plus one equals 11. That's what a team is, the synergy, the energy. That's why seminars are so powerful. You're meeting people that you can put into your network. You're getting the synergy. You're on teams. You're solving problems. There's energy in the room. It's just different than working by yourself, especially now a lot of people working at home. Sometimes it's hard to get that synergy, that energy working by yourself. So find people to put on a team. And you're saying, okay, what do you mean? Well, if you are doing real estate investing, create a team. You're the real estate investor. Get a mortgage broker, someone that does titles. 
Maybe somebody that fixes up the homes. Maybe somebody that finds the homes. Maybe someone that paints the homes. I mean, there's so many elements in that. If you had a team and got together and created the synergy, you could get done a lot more collectively as a team or a team that I use. This is how it works. I'm a professional author and a speaker. I'm on the team. Successful lawyer on the team. Successful software development owns a company on the team. Pharmaceutical rep on the team. And a medical doctor on the team. Very different industries, very different educations. We, what we do is all very, very, very different. And that's the beauty of it. Lunch once a month. Everything that we talk about is private, doesn't leave the room. But it's pretty simple. You go around the table. What is your main obstacle right now? What are you facing? It could be in your personal life. It could be in business. And all I was going to say is, wow, wow, and wow. You get insights and thoughts and different perspectives and things you never would have thought of and solutions that are incredible you never would have thought of because of that synergy, that energy, the team. So you can create teams, whatever you want. You can do teams over Skype, face-to-face, over the phone, however you want to do it. There's powers in team. People that have the same goals, the same vision, that want to accomplish different things, they will be more than happy to be on their team because it benefits them just as much as it benefits you. And final thing I'm going to add, look at your relationships. Are your relationships radioactive? Are they toxic? Are they supporting you in your goals or are they sucking the life out of you? you got to look at your relationships. And I know some of them are family. Maybe you're married to some of them. I don't know. But you got to be careful with your relationships. If they're sucking the life out of you, taking away your motivation, your energy, your desire, your will, you've got to find more friends or spend less time with them or at least change your mindset when someone says something negative that you're like, okay, watch me. I'm going to make this happen. Just saying, it's real. Look at those relationships. Those are the things that will increase your speed to well. So, Anastasia, hopefully that answers your question. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you can get me to Russia. I have not trained in Russia. Love to get there and to mingle with the locals, talk about persuasion, motivation, influence. So let me know on that. To everyone else, my maximizers, learning to maximize your influence, your income, your relationships, whatever you're working on, I wish you the best of success. Hopefully you're achieving your goals. Work on mindset. Work on that self-persuasion. Learn to influence yourself. Because again, if you can't influence yourself, you can't influence other people. So work on that this week. Master these skills and go out and persuade with power.